This is the Ops Authority Podcast, where my mission is to break down the backside of your business so you can take the right actions to grow and scale. Hey, I'm Natalie Gingrich, a small business operations expert, and I'm going to give you a front row seat to real solutions that will help you reach the vision that you have for your business, all while equipping you to put out those inevitable pesky fires and those fears that pop up. Listen in for strategies to grow your team, craft the systems and processes that you need for your business, and establish business foundations that you may have skipped over. I know you're ready to do really big things, so let's do it together. Hey, hey, friends. Welcome back to episode number 66 of the Ops Authority Podcast. I am going to share a little bit of the method to my madness today, which I think will make you, my listeners, a little bit happy and also just give you kind of a peek behind the scenes and how it is that I have set up my business and the most important assessment that I use in my business, not only for screening applicants that come through for the Director of Operations Certification Program, but also when I'm matching candidates to my clients. And so what we're going to be talking about today is the Colby A assessment. You may or may not have heard about this before, but this is an index that we use that lots and lots of different industries use. Actually, let me give you a little bit of a backstory. Remember in corporate, I was working in project management and also in human resource projects. And one of the last big projects I did in corporate was to bring in the Colby assessment to all of our managers and above. So managers all the way to senior executives. And this required me to become extremely familiar with the Colby, how it worked, why it worked, what the value of it was, and also for me to understand it to a point where I could explain it to 6,000 leaders in this company. So it was a significant project. And of course, there was some resistance and lots of unknowns. And so I'm really going to use a lot of that same knowledge to share with you guys today, because it's been one of those assessments that has stuck with me for the last 15 years. I have been using Colby for literally 15 years. And there's some beauty to that, which I I'm going to share with you. Now, I want to also share that the Colby is not the only test or the only assessment that I use in my business. There are definitely going to be multiple that are used and should be used for different things. And I'm also going to explain a little bit of that to you today. All right, we're going to dive right in. You're going to feel like you're going to school. So if you are somewhere where you want to pull out a piece of paper and a pen or open up your notes app and start taking some notes, this is going to be the episode that you're going to want to do that with. So, all right, we're going to dive right in to the three different parts of our mind. We've got a cognitive part of our brain. We've got a affective part of our brain, and we also have a conative part part of our brain. Let me break those down for you a little bit. And what you're going to see is these all compartmentalize different parts of the way that we process information and feelings. So we're going to start with the cognitive piece. The cognitive part of our mind is the thinking part of our mind. So when you think of cognitive, think of intelligence, your experience, your skills, your knowledge, learned behaviors. Learned behaviors become our habits. So that's all formed and held inside of the cognitive part of our mind. This is about what you can do, 
okay? When we start taking a look at these three different parts, think about the cognitive as the piece of the brain that allows us to understand what we can do. And then we go to the affective. This is the feeling part of the mind. Here we start looking at our values, something that we talk a lot about here at the Ops Authority, your values, your personality type, the different types of emotions that you have, your preferences, your motivations. So these are all examples of the affective part of your brain. This is what you want to do. Remember, cognitive is what you can do. I think of cognitive and I think of thinking and I think of intelligence. When it comes to affective, I think of affective is your feelings, is your personality and your values. So this is what you want to do. We talk a lot about values so that we can align with people who want to connect to us, who connect to our work. So that's what helps me to understand what affective does and the role it plays in our business. Lastly is our conative part of the mind. Our conative part of the mind is the doing part. So this is all of our instinctual innate strengths that we have. It's our purposeful actions that we do. It's our mental energy. And it really looks at our problem solving methods. So it increases performance and it decreases stress. The phrase to think about when you talk about conative is how you will take action, how you will execute. And I think just by that last sentence there, how you will take action or how you will execute, that will give you a little bit of an idea as to why we heavily leverage the conative test, which is also the Colby A assessment. All right, before we dive any deeper, I just wanna recap really quickly. We've got the cognitive part of our brain, which is the thinking part, which really looks at our experience and our habits. Now we have the affective, which is our feelings, which looks at our values and our personalities. Lastly, we have conative, which is the doing, which is our innate strengths. It's how we take action in our tasks. So there are Again, three different parts. And I also wanna talk to you about the different types of tests. You've probably heard of lots of these different types of tests, but I wanna tell you which part of the brain or which part of the mind these tests are pulling from. Have you ever heard of predictive index or the wonderlick? The wonderlick is one of the oldest assessments we have, which matches to the brain. But both of those are our cognitive assessments really when we start to measure the IQ of somebody. Then the DISC, the Myers-Briggs, our strength finders, our Enneagram, all of those are looking at the affective, the feeling part of our brain. And the conative is clearly the Colby A assessment. So the Colby assessment is looking at the way that you execute, how your brain takes a task and goes to work. Alrighty, I hope with that knowledge, you have a clearer understanding of why we need more than one assessment to really get a good idea of who is on our team, what their gifts are, where their gifts are, and also how we can use this when we're building other people's teams as well. And hey, let's not forget about how we can use these on us to really give kind of a 360 of how we are in businesses. 
So I want to spend a little bit of time talking, actually quite a bit of time today, (laughs) talking about the conative part. I think we have a pretty good understanding of the cognitive or IQ and also the affective because there's a lot of attention and there's a lot of assessments in that specific area. The ones I hear the most about right now are Myers-Briggs, Enneagram, Strength Finders, and DISC. So let's talk about the conative part. So everybody has equal amounts of conative mental energy. That's not the same with affective, the feeling part, and the cognitive. So some of us are going to be more intelligent, more experienced, more refined skills. And so our cognitive part of our brain can expand and contract and also varies differently from one person to the next. The affective, well, we know there are people who have more feelings and less feelings. But the one cool thing that we all have in common, let's write this down, (laughs) is the conative part. So remember, this is the energy that it takes us to process how we're going to take action. We all have equal amounts of conative mental energy. This is your natural way of taking action if you're free to be yourself. So this is the reason that I look at this because it strips away your feelings. It strips away what your values are. It strips away what you have learned and adapted to over time. Your conative mind, your conative ways are the default. It's the default way that you process information. It is massively important for us operators to understand what somebody's natural, innate strengths are because this allows us to put them in the best roles. It also allows us to develop people on our teams. If they are going to expand the cognitive part of their brain, we can match them with that conative what, in a way that really allows them to do what they do naturally and still grow. So there are so, I mean, I can just go on and on and on, and we're going to talk about why this is so great. But first, I want to talk a little about the Colby. The Colby looks at four different modes. Just like any other assessment out there, there is not a perfect profile. Now, I, the Ops Authority, has done extensive work in understanding what profiles work best as an operator in businesses. And that whole process is called the right fit. It is something that is done internally inside of Colby that you have to obviously pay for. But big businesses, what we did in my last company is for different functions in the business, we would go and do a right fit. So we would have a good idea of the conative skills that people would need to come in and perform that role the best. So let me talk about these action modes. We have four different action modes. We have a fact finder which is how you gather and share information. You have a follow-through, which is how you organize and design information. We have a quick start, which is how you deal with risk and uncertainty. And then lastly, we have an implementer. An implementer is misleading. Actually, some of these are misleading, but let me talk about implementer really quickly. Implementer is how you deal with space and tangibles. I often look at this like how you deal with with a physical product, like a pen in your hand or a paintbrush. So implementer does not mean how somebody comes in and does work, okay? When we're talking about the Colby, the implementer means how you deal with space and tangibles. 
The other one I want to pull you to is follow through. Follow through is not your ability to close loops. Follow through is how you organize and design. So someone who is, let's just say a professional organizer, their follow through is going to be very, very high. Okay, we can have lots and lots of scenarios here, but I just wanted to pull those two out. So we've got fact finder, follow through, quick start and implementer. The way that Colby looks at this is on a scale of one to 10. And when you go through this battery of questions, you will come out with a number that represents all four of those modes that I just spoke about. So why is Colby the superior conative test out there? Well, it's unique. It's the only assessment that's going to be measuring your effort or your energy. It's also positive and it's predictive. Your results are going to be focused on your strengths and how you solve problems. This is huge in businesses. It's unbiased. It doesn't care about how old you are, what your race is, if you're a male or female. It literally is unbiased. It's looking at the way that your brain takes action. And then lastly, it's valid and it's reliable. Studies show that in over 90% of cases, there are no statistically significant changes even after 20 years. The cool thing, I have actually done this. Remember, I did this in corporate about 15 years ago. I did that here in my own consultancy about five years ago. And then I redid it about two years ago, just because I was curious. I wanted to really make sure that that was valid, that this is a valid test for me. And guys, I have not changed whatsoever. I went from a 7823 to a 7824. And most recently, I was a 7833. So you can see that not a whole lot has changed with me. And I find that to be extremely common with everyone else. So the cool thing is when you have this information, you can stop trying to change who you are and you can adapt to who you are. You can reduce the amount of pressure in trying to fit in somebody else's box. When you take this assessment, you're going to have a really good understanding of what it is that you are going to naturally excel in. If you have been following me and you want to know more about my vision for this business, it is my greatest desire to find females that have a natural innate gift of operations, they may not have identified it for themselves because they've really been in that cognitive part of their brain. But if I can find women who have an instinct to manage operations with excellence, and I know that by looking at their Colby profile, then I can come in there and I can expand their cognitive knowledge with my frameworks, with my blueprints. Do you see how that works? And then when I go to place these directors of operations with other people who are looking for them, then I take in that third element, which is the affective. Does this person's values align with the person that I'm hiring for or for my client? And that's the, again, that pinnacle combination where we have looked at your innate skills, looking at your cognitive outputs from the Colby, looking at your cognitive, how well does somebody do the job that you're asking them to do? And then do they align in the affective part of their brain? So you can see, we spend so much time trying to change who we are to adapt. We see this in young kids. Actually, one of the greatest things and one of the things I love being a partner with Colby on is 
Kathy Colby is incredibly dedicated to bringing this to our youth and helping our youth to understand, like my kids, they say that you need to be pretty mature or you know around 17 years old to take the Colby assessment, at least the Colby A. And imagine how much time, effort, money, experience we could save ourselves if we knew our cognitive abilities when we went into college or when we chose a profession. Just looking back on my own journey, you guys know that I started in the healthcare field. So my healthcare field, I was listening and tuning into the affective part of my brain. I wanted to make sure that I was nurturing other people. It was very much the feeling part of me. Yes, I was able to combine some of those cognitive skills in the way that I gather information and the way that I deal with risk and uncertainty. But as I have gotten more and more in tune with where my cognitive abilities are, if I can show up with my cognitive first and then attach this to the other parts of my brain, it leads me to where I am today. I'm now not trying to become anyone else. I'm adapting to who I am, adapting my role, adapting my business to who I am. My growth is going to be dictated by the results of the Colby assessment, by my cognitive brain. I know that's a big, big thing to say, but I really want every single person that's listening today to take this seriously. Alrighty, I wanna wrap up our time together today by talking about how these three different parts of the mind and the assessments that go along with them, how they can be really helpful in the hiring process. Remember we talked about the cognitive part of our brain, the thinking part of our brain. When you're hiring, you're gonna wanna make sure that the candidate has the education and the required skills for the position. I would say education slash experience. If you're looking at the affective, remember this is the feeling part, will their personality be a good addition to the leader, to the business, to the culture? Do they share the same values? And then lastly, that conative. Remember, conative means the doing, how you will execute. When you're in the hiring process, you're gonna wanna look at, do they have the instincts, the natural innate abilities that you need to do this job. And remember that the conative part, this conative assessment never discriminates on age, gender, and race. Something we all need to be extremely aware of. Actually, we always needed to be aware of it, but I love that this really takes a really unbiased look at how we can add the right person to our team. Alrighty, I will be doing some more chatting about the Colby assessment later on in future episodes. But before I could get directly into the depths of the Colby, I really wanted to explain why you hear me talking about Colby and then also what the benefits of these other tests that we've mentioned are. So I love Predictive Index, the DISC, Myers-Briggs, Strength Finders, Enneagram. These are all tests that are really, really important to me. And you will see, if you ever see my our job descriptions from the Ops Authority and the Hiring Authority, we typically ask for your Myers-Briggs, maybe your DISC, 
and also your Colby. And it's a huge benefit. I would love for you guys to take action today. There is a fee to this, so I just want to be very clear. It's not a requirement, of course. (laughs) You're listening to a podcast, so I can't make it a requirement. But I believe that the knowledge that you can gain from knowing your Colby can truly change the trajectory of your decisions, your work decisions, your life decisions. So if you're interested in doing this, I have an affiliate link that I would love to share with you guys. If you're interested and this has piqued your interest and you are craving to know exactly what it is that you are good at, how you can position your services, your business, your future self, I want you to take the Colby assessment. You can do that by going to bit.ly forward slash in G, like Natalie Gingrich, Colby A. The K and the A are capitalized, and it's going to be important. It's case sensitive. If you want a shortcut, just come to over to our show notes, and you can see that here. For this week's ops activity, I want to make sure that you get the results of your Colby assessment. You may already have them, but I want you to share them in our group. You can do that by going to theopsinsiders.com. That's our private Facebook group that allows us to continue the conversation every single week. I realize today's episode has been very educational and professorial, more like a lesson than a conversation, but I really think that this is the foundation of what we need to all understand before we can continue in this conversation of why and how the Colby can be really fundamental in an operations business. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with me. I can't wait to be back next week with my guest, Miss Jenny Davis, who is our expert coach for financials. She's gonna be the final star of our expert DOO coaches. And then we're gonna transition into some new content. So really excited for you guys to hear her. Again, don't forget to participate in the Ops Activity of the Week. Go to theopsinsiders.com and share your Colby results. You can find that Colby by going to bit.ly forward slash NG Colby A. The only thing that's capitalized is the K and the A. You guys have a great week and I hope you learned a lot today. Thank you for investing just a little bit of time to listen to this episode of the Ops Authority Podcast. I am so grateful to be surrounded by real action takers like you who are invested in growing their business through operations. Will you add one more action to your to-do list today? Visit theopsauthoritypodcast.com where you can join our community of business owners and other ops experts. You're going to hear from me in a week, but in the meantime, do big things on the backside of your business.